episode 177, Developing Good Students into Great Humans. Hey, y'all. I'm Casey Bell of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators. It's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I think it's pretty cool that you keep spending your free time investing in your own potential by listening to podcasts as a form of entertainment and professional development. As you know, I just think that's pretty elite. And obviously, I'm honored that you put my show in your daily routine. And of course, there's no surprise, but I've learned another lesson this week, and I've got to tell you about it. So let's talk about helping students become better versions of themselves as they gain the skills necessary to attain their dreams and their passions in life. Let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. Happy 2019, y'all. I hope you are focused and ready this year to come leaps and bounds closer to the type of person you want to become. I know I've set my goals, not resolutions. You can read on my blog for more clarity on that difference, but I have three large goals I'm focused on, and I know these three things are going to challenge me and change me for the better. And I look forward to sharing more on that throughout the year on this podcast and in my blog. So I recently had the opportunity to feel human again. My two-year-old daughter went with her grandparents for the weekend. So my husband, five-month-old, and I went out to dinner. And this is a rarity. So I was looking forward to it for quite some time. There was a 30-minute wait. So we were stalking some stools that were in the bar area and got the perfect seats. It was kind of in a corner. All three of us could set up shop. And there was a husband and wife next to us. They kind of kept to themselves mostly, and they seemed to have enjoyed their dinner. And they were often looking at us, I'm sure feeling bad for us, as we did whatever we could to keep the baby entertained and quiet so that we could enjoy an adult beverage and a four-course meal. Oh, close to it, I guess. So as our daughter was getting fussier because it was the arrival of bedtime hour, we decided to just ditch the restaurant and finish our meal at home. Hello, reality. Anyway, we asked for the check and the bartender said, that couple next to you picked up your tab. Y'all, I was in disbelief. I was like, what? People who didn't speak to us, had no tie to us, secretly did something wonderful for us and not wanting anything in return. Holy cow. And as I shared this story with friends and family, apparently I am the only one in the world who has never been chosen to be blessed by somebody else before. <laughs> Most people's stories are of being in the Starbucks drive through and someone in the car in front of them paid for the car behind them and then just kind of continues. Everyone pays for the car behind them. And so you might not think that this is cool because you might be like them and you've been blessed numerous times, but I never have. So it took me some time to just wipe the shock off my face. And my husband's response still makes me laugh. He's like, were we that bad? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like they just felt so bad. <laughs> just throw on money at us. Like we pity you. But I'm sure, you know, we weren't distracting because our daughter is pretty amazing. But I'm sure, you know, that they were just parents and they sympathized with this stage of our lives. You know, they most likely were there too. And they wanted to support us and let us know, you know, that they had our back. And they just decided instead of giving us a high five or a hug or pat on the back like most people do, that they would lighten our load financially for the evening. That's pretty darn cool. And I love that they did it without recognition. That's how you know they meant good because they didn't need applause or an audience or even our thank you. They just did it out of the goodness of their hearts. Uh, we were sure to pay it forward. We blessed the bartender and who was our waitress also. Uh, she had just been loving on our baby and just taking good care of us all evening, just really accommodating to our family circus. <laughs> so we paid our tab amount as her tip. Uh, and so we got to experience her joy and excitement with that unexpected blessing. And that felt even better than getting the original gift from the couple next to us. So how appropriate that Martin Luther King Jr. Day fell on the same weekend as this event. He too was someone that didn't care about the recognition. He just wanted to do great things. And of course he had a larger mission that the couple or we had that evening at the restaurant. And he was extremely successful in the long run for cultural change. But the way he went about engaging with others is to be acknowledged. And when I think of him, I think about a very simple message take care of each other, and do good in your own way. And I thought it was appropriate to think about how some of Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous words relate to you in your current position right now in education in terms of how we can get our students to become their best self while staying true to their own life's purpose. So let's dig into that simple message in two parts. First, in being kind, and second, as doing good and their own way through their purpose. I truly believe that kids' eyes are on us at all times, and they take in more than what we could think. We can't just say one thing and do another. I mean, they see that contradiction. They also see how we treat other people from how we treat the superintendent versus how we treat the custodian. And if we want kids to be their best selves, we have to be ours in our words and our actions and our thoughts and our dreams. And instead of just posting great quotes and slapping up pictures of Martin Luther King Jr. this month, let's take the discussion further and talk about where students see Martin Luther King Jr. type of people and actions and demonstrations in their homes and schools and communities. You know, do they see others who are being kind and doing good? And if they struggle to find those examples, remind them they can always be the change. Well, kids love real life connections and what we teach in the classroom. And so in my example of going out to dinner and someone picking up the tab is just one way to be kind. Many students are used to these types of discussions around this time of year in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. But it has to be something we do to begin our day or our lesson. It has to become our classroom mantra. You know, being kind isn't something we put into our calendar as an event. It's a way of being. Martin Luther King said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And so that couple didn't need to pay for our dinner, but they did it anyway. They decided to do something for someone else and encourage a culture in your classroom or your school building where people are doing things for each other just because, you know, not to earn a reward or not to earn recognition, but because it's the right thing to do. 
You know, Martin Luther King Jr. told us that the surest way to be happy is to seek happiness for others. And that's exactly how I felt when we paid it forward and blessed the bartender with our tab as a tip. I was happier giving than receiving. I believe that's true for many of us. I think our schools and classrooms will be more joyful and harmonious if we continue to treat each other in this way. Because being kind is the right thing to do. Speaking of, Martin Luther King Jr. said the time is always ripe to do right. Ripe meaning it's ready to be consumed. It's come to fruition. It's go time. So the right time to do the right thing is right now. Being kind shouldn't just be something we talk about or something we see in others, but something we see in each other. We have to set the tone, be the role model, and be expectant of it from those we interact with. And if we share stories with kids about kindness and demonstrate kindness to colleagues and kids and staff members, then kids are going to see, one, it's easy and effortless. Two, it doesn't have to be big or extravagant. Three, it can happen often and always And four, it's not only blesses others, but it blesses yourself. It's a mood booster to take care of one another. And I hope that with all the hate that's occurring around the world and that happens in our neighborhoods and schools, that our steps to change the culture around kind relationships can revolutionize our generational pains and bring about change. Since we're talking about taking action, let's help our kids take action towards whatever their gift and talent is in this world. Why not help students hone their craft while they're under our care? And I mentioned that when I think of Martin Luther King Jr., I think about the simple message of be kind and do good. So let's dive into that second part. We don't have to add do good to our to-do list or our calendar events. It doesn't have to be one more thing to do. It can occur simultaneously as we take on our day. And I think one thing we don't do often enough is talk to kids about having dreams and taking action towards those dreams. Many think they're in school to go to college or get a job, which is somewhat true, but we have to teach them that they can dream to be whatever it is they want to be. And it's our job as their teacher to help them gain access to the skills necessary to make that dream a reality. You know, whether we help them gain materials or strengthen skill sets and natural talents, we must ask them what they want to accomplish in this lifetime. And we have to ask them how that will in turn be a blessing to the world around us. Our gifts aren't just to make us famous or rich. They're to make the world a better place. Do our kids know that? Do they care about that part? You know, with social media and increasing online footprints, kids today can be quick to shoot someone's dreams down because it doesn't align with what's currently cool in society. But Martin Luther King Jr. reminds us that we have a purpose in this life. And he says, no one has the right to reign on your dreams. He's right. We can't let peers push us down and talk us out of what we're supposed to be doing here on earth. We have a gift, a calling, a purpose, and it's our duty to stay true to that. And we have to ensure our kids know this, that when they dream big, they can dream it out loud because everyone is there to support them, especially us. We are there to ensure they become whatever it is they want to become. And other students are watching our reactions to students' dreams. Do we laugh? Do we scoff? Do we seem bewildered? Or do we entertain them, listen to them, encourage them, and take pride in them? Martin Luther King Jr. wants us to not only take action to become whatever it is that we are to become, but to do it well. He said, whatever your life's work, do it well. A man should do his job so well that the living, the dead, and the unborn could do it no better. And I think sometimes that paralyzes kids because they think they, if they aren't perfect yet or can't do something perfect yet, that they shouldn't even attempt. And that's the opposite of the truth. You don't have to be the best or the first or even the loudest. He 
reminded us that if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And we have to encourage kids to just keep stepping towards their dreams, even if they fall or mess up. And we have to applaud our kids for keep stepping up to the plate, even if it's in a small way. Because Martin Luther King Jr. even said, if I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. We don't have to lead marches and create a big hubbub. But each and every day that kids show up to our class, we can make better choices for ourselves and each other. So my takeaway for you today is don't just be a talker, be a doer. Kids are watching and your mindset and actions speak volumes. We have to model these behaviors of being kind and doing good. And not just one day out of the year in honor of the American hero, Martin Luther King Jr., but every day in every way. Our kids need to be good people while they're growing up to be even greater people. Speaking of little people, I have a little one on my lap. I'm sure you've heard her throughout this podcast, (laughs) but she's grown up to be a great person. I know it. She's here listening to this exciting message and I'm flailing my arms around and I'm getting excited. So I know she feels my passion and I hope she believes in it because I mean it not just for you listening, but for her too, right? She says yes. (laughs) All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on helping students become better versions of themselves as they gain the skills necessary to attain their dreams and passions in life. And that means you becoming your best, too. Now go out and be great, because you've just been empowered.